0: Welcome everyone, this is Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the comfort zone. I'm sure you're familiar with the comfort zone and know things about it. It's a great place to be, or so they say. Today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of the comfort zone. And we're also going to be teaching you how to get out of your comfort zone if you want to. There's going to be people in this world who don't want to leave their comfort zone. If you're one of those people, this video is not for you. But if you want more success, if you want to grow more in your life, then this episode is going to be exactly down your alley because we're going to be helping you get out of that comfort zone, go through that fear zone, get into the growth zone, and then succeed. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and to share the video and your audio. Now, the topic we have talked about it in the past on the podcast, but we're going to be bringing it into a blog now. And the blog is going to be how to get out of your comfort zone, and then we're going to be talking about the different methods what is the comfort zone, and then of course some stories that you can associate with you and how you can get out of the comfort zone. All right, if you're new to the channel, you're going to head over to RevenConcepts.com and you're going to head over to the resources tab right here and then go down to blogs and you will see the most recent blog that's going to be out, how to get out of your comfort zone. When you're reading this blog, you're going to ask yourself, well, why am I in my comfort zone? And the reason why we are in our comfort zone most of the time is because we have been told to find our comfort zone and to stay there. We need to start to get into the habit of not just abiding by what we were told and then start to say, well, is this really something that I want for myself? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not going to be. And you might say, well, is a nine to five and retiring when I'm 65 what I want? I mean, if we look at the generation right now, They're trying to retire at 40. Not saying that they shouldn't, right? I want them to retire early. I want them to be financially free, right? That fire movement. We can get to that financial freedom. We can get to that type of lifestyle. The problem is that they're living in entitlement while they do it. So they want this in their life, but they're entitled, right? I'm owed this, right? You're not owed anything. And then we just get into that comfort zone, right? This feels good, right? We find this is a place, right? The body loves homeostasis. Homeostasis is just a fancy word for how comfortable you can be your levels. Sometimes you're really, really happy. Sometimes you're really, really sad. The problem with happy and sad in both of those extremes is that we will stay in sadness longer than we will in happiness. But we always come back to homeostasis unless we're in a deep depression. It's just harder to climb back up. Depending on where you are, we can make some adjustment, but the comfort zone is going to be like your homeostasis zone. And what we want to do is we just want to elevate it just a little bit. That's all we want to do. We just want to elevate it just a little bit. And I think people think when they are going out and changing your life, oh, I got to make a whole life change and this is going to be so difficult and I got to get rid of this and I got to stop that. I mean, there's going to be aspects that we have to look at, but the comfort zone that you give yourself is just not showing up. And in this blog, we are going to be talking about how to show up, how to trick our subconscious mind or corral our subconscious mind to think in the way that we needed to think. And then we're going to start to focus on how we can get past comfort. But before I do that, let's look at the guide we're going to be looking at to help us understand where we are on the comfort scale. If you are tuning in in audio, There is an image in front of me, and they're going to be talking about the different types of zones that we're going to be working in. The first zone, as you can imagine, is going to be your comfort zone, and that's where you feel like you're safe and you're in control. Then there's going to be the next zone, the next bubble around that, and that's going to be the fear zone. This is where many people don't show up. They say, you know what? It's too scary. It's too much work. They don't have the confidence. They're finding excuses. They're worried about everything else but success. They're worried about not showing up or looking silly. That's that fear aspect taking over and we need to learn how to look past that because just past that fear zone is going to be the learning zone. We're going to learn how to deal with challenges and problems. We're going to get new skills and we're going to, of course, extend that comfort zone that I was talking about earlier. We don't want to just make our comfort zone like boom, like the whole world, right? A little bit more. That's all we do a little bit more. We challenge ourselves a little bit more. The subconscious mind likes that. If I was to say, oh, we're going to change your whole comfort zone and we're going to move you and we're going to redecorate and we're going to paint, oh man, subconscious minds would be like, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of work. And it's going to be very hard for that subconscious mind to give you the motivation, the energy, the directive to do that, to make the changes. But in the learning zone, if we can just extend the comfort zone just a little bit, we have a little bit less fear. And then what happens here in this fair zone is that right now it's very thick, but it becomes a, a lot thinner. The less fairs we have or the easier we're able to see through something. So if you can think of like, if you have a cloth, right, just like a linen cloth, you can see some light through it. But if you stack linen cloth on linen cloth on linen cloth, eventually no light is going to permeate that. It's just so many layers. And so what we're trying to do with the fair zone is take away some of those layers. They're still there. It's always going to be there. The brain needs fear. We need fear in order to live, right? If there's something in the bush making noise, we need to know, do we need to fight it or do we need to run? Fear is going to be essential, but sometimes in our life, fear is an obstacle and we need to learn how to adjust that barometer. And our last area is going to be our growth zone. Our growth zone is going to be where people who are looking for more in their life, maybe they have achieved some things and they want to achieve more. So they're trying to figure out, well, how can I remain in this growth zone? They're looking for a purpose. They're trying to live their dreams. They're setting new goals. They can conquer anything that they give themselves. They have a new task, a new mission. Boom, I'm getting it done. That's what type of people they are, a growth-minded individual. And we talked about fixed mindsets and we talked about growth mindsets if we had to give this scale a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, what do you think that would be? Of course, you got it right. Comfort zone would be your fixed growth zone will be your growth minded individuals. So there is an aspect to mindset to this, but we do need to understand what aspect of the comfort zone we need to start to get rid of first. So in the blog, I talk about several stories on how I help people get rid of their comfort mentality. Now, the comfort mentality is going to be given to us at a young age. We have many things that are taken care of when we're younger. So we don't have to do it when we're adults. So we might not have to wash the dishes. We might not have to mop the floor. We might not have to do anything. So we grow up and we don't know how to do our laundry. We grow up, we don't know how to work an iron. We grow up, we don't know how to cook. We have been living in comfort. So then by the time we are now grown, we are playing catch up. So how we are raised as a culture, especially here in the West America, is that we are already bred into that culture of comfort. Now what we have to do is start to evolve that comfort somehow. We need to challenge ourselves. So this is very difficult if you are a parent and you love your child and you spoil your child, right? I'm not saying that you can't love your child, but if you love them so much, you give them anything they want. They don't have to have manners. They don't have to do anything. They just get it. They just ask and it happens, right? That type of mindset is going to come into entitlement and it's going to create that comfort zone. It's going to make that fear zone even worse because now when they're an adult, They might try to do something and they get shot down and it's going to be a shocker for them, right? Because it's going to be traumatic. It's never happened before. So we need to know when we're young how to live life the proper way as adults. Not saying that we give kids adult problems. We just make sure that they understand what's happening. For example, you take your kids to the grocery store and they and they start screaming, I want this, I want this, and they start having a tantrum. Do you break down and give it to them? Or do you say, not going to happen? Which one do you think is going to have a greater impact on that child? Most people, and I'm sure even some psychologists will say, oh, the, you know, it's going to leave scarring that the kid didn't get what they wanted and it's going to create resentment in the relationship with the parent. Incorrect. It's not. It's going to show that child, okay, this behavior doesn't get this action. But if I cry, if I yell, if I scream, if I have a tantrum and I get what I want, this is how I get things. I misbehave. And we know that misbehaved adults are not effective adults to society and culture and workforce, right? You're not gonna to go to your boss and the moment he says you can't have a raise, you're gonna start kicking and screaming and things like that. Security's gonna come get you. We need to get out of our old mindset. And the mindset that we get when we're growing up is built on comfort. When is the last time you challenged yourself when you were afraid to do something? Maybe you know. When's the last time you learned something? Maybe you know. When's the last time you felt extremely successful? Maybe you know. Now, what I can tell you is that a lot of people are just in comfort. They wait for Friday and they just dread Monday. They enjoy the weekend, they turn up, and that's their life a rat race. is over and over and over. A Ferris wheel, nothing's happening. They're not making any progress. They think they're moving, but they're not. And that's what the comfort zone is it's a mistaken belief that you're making progress in your life. We need to get out of that comfort zone in order to make progress. So there is one example I gave in the blog about a shark. And if you put a shark in a fishbowl, the shark is not going to outgrow the fishbowl. It's going to say, well, this is my environment. I can't outgrow this. And so, yes, now we know that the shark is not going to outgrow that environment, and so are we. We're not going to outgrow our environment. We need to move our environment. And quick story is, When I was living in Connecticut, I knew I had to get out of Connecticut because that was my fishbowl. I said, I need to go somewhere different. Where am I going to go? I mean, I went to Texas. I couldn't go anywhere in the world, but I went to Texas. Once I did that, Texas is known for what? Everything's bigger in Texas. So I was living in a small Connecticut state. And I mean, I've traveled out of the country, all over the country. I mean, I'm well versed in travel. There are some people living in Connecticut that are my age today that have never left Connecticut, and that's just who they are. That's just the mentality, right? Oh, this is where I feel comfortable. We stay where we are. My dog has been more places than some people have ever been or will ever be in their life, and it's not to say that my dog is privileged. It's just that I understand that I can't just stay in one place, and it's not that I can't settle down. It's just that there's so much more in the world than what we see around us and what we put in our life. So if you're one of those people who find themselves stuck and not doing something and challenging yourselves, then you just have to ask yourself the question, why are you not challenging yourself? Why are you not getting out of that fishbowl you were put in so you can grow to your proper maximum heights? It's a question you have to seriously ask yourself because we're going to have roadblocks because of our environments and the behaviors we saw. But after that, I mean, when you're an adult, anything is possible. So do you just become a victim of your circumstances or do you allow yourself to change your circumstances? I always tell people to go out and change their circumstances. You can make so much more progress than you are making right now. And then I spent some time being a swim coach in college and then a little bit even after college when I was teaching. I learned so much about teaching, coaching children, the human brain, childhood development. I mean, I can go on the This is extensive business, but whatever. What I found is that the subconscious mind is playing tricks on us, even if we have good parents, good teachers, good environments, everything is good, right? We're not being spoiled, right? We're having manners and things like that. We're good kids. But the subconscious mind is still working. And one of the ways it works is it looks at environment. I'm going to share two stories so you can see the difference between the subconscious mind in the same age group, in the same gender. When I was teaching, I had two separate families at different times. One family had a older boy, a middle son, and there was a girl that wasn't even born yet. Now, I eventually met her as the years went on, but I never taught her how to swim. I only taught the two boys how to swim because that was my stint of swimming with the company. Or just swimming in general. So the first boy that I taught in this family, he was timid. He was afraid of the water. He was like, I don't want to get in the water. And he was a strong boy. So like he would hold on, hold on, hold on. He was fighting it, but you got to understand in water, you can be as strong as you want. It doesn't matter how strong you are. The water is going to win. Think of it as like a rock. A rock is going to sink. But if you're like a plank and you just have your hand open and it's calm and peaceful. You're going to be more buoyant, all right? The positive energy, right? Positive buoyancy. So he was very aggressive, right? He's like, all right, I, you know, I'm a boy. I'm going to be aggressive, right? I'm afraid of this, so I'm going to use my strength. And the only thing I had to teach him was, well, we don't have to be afraid of the water, right? The water is our friend. The water can be a tool to help us swim rather than us trying to swim in the water. So I didn't say it like that because he's a kid. I just said that the water is our friend, basically, and we have to be calm and we have to treat the water gentle, something like that. Because kids, again, their vocabulary is not as extensive as an adult, I'm not saying that we can't teach them new words. Regardless of that, eventually, he started to accept that, right? Going through the water, going through the water, building confidence. But the moment he can't touch the bottom of the pool, there's a problem, right? Oh, I'm afraid, right? I'm afraid. I, that That fear zone is right there. So he was living in comfort because I got him there. And now I gave him a challenge, the deep end. Oh, the deep end is scary. I can't touch the bottom. I'm sure he probably saw a movie or of, of like a shark or something, right? The deep end. And now that fear is there. So he doesn't want to learn and he doesn't want to grow because the deep end is the deep end. And I said, well, let's just go a little bit, right? We don't have to go all the way in the deep end. We just go in the middle of the pool. That's not that deep. I can still stand. Oh, okay. Subconscious mind. I can still stand. I'm very tall. I'm 6'4". So even in a six-feet pool, I'm going to be standing on my tippy toes or doing whatever I have to do. Now, kids always saw me standing. So they're like, oh, he, he can stand. It's the same as if I was in the little end. I just hunker down a little bit so they only see the part of my body. Always, it's the same in every part of the pool. Guess what happens? Oh, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. So it doesn't matter if it's the shallow end, it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the pool, it doesn't matter if it's the end of the pool. It's the same. So he started to say, Well, it's the same. I can do this. I can jump in the pool. And then, of course, positive reinforcement. He jumps in the pool, give me five, right? Thumbs up. Good job. Keep up the good work. I love it. All of those positive reinforcement cues, kids thrive on that. Kids want to acknowledge it. That's why you have a heavy hitter or bad kid, is basically what some people call them. I call them heavy hitters. They will seek negative attention. I don't care what type of attention I get, they think. They just say, I want some attention. So I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be the person that I'm not supposed to be. And I have stories on stories on that. But what I can tell you is that we're always going to be making some progresses. And we need to keep on making more progresses. Now that that young man is swimming, I got his brother. His brother started to swim with me. And guess what happened when his brother started to swim with me? He didn't have the same fears he didn't have the same problems that his brother had. You know why? Because every single lesson, that young man was there watching his brother swim. Every single lesson he was watching. And so he got to know me, number one. And then number two, he saw his brother overcome, overcome, overcome. My brother can do it. He's okay. He survived. I can do it too. The subconscious mind sees it, right? When you take those small steps and it's approachable for the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind says, well, that makes sense. So if it makes sense to the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is going to allow it. And then we get into one of my greatest success stories. I always tell this when people want to know my greatest success story. When a family had came in for swimming and it was the first time I ever worked with them. It was two boys. It was One was older, one was a little bit younger, maybe a year, year and a half most apart. And the mom came over to me and she said, Michael, I went to this swim school and that swim school. And I said, okay. And she says, I don't care what you do, Michael. As long as these boys learn how to swim, I'm good. I said, okay. And then I asked her for permission. I was like, so you don't mind what I do with them? We're good. I'm going to get them swimming. She goes, Michael, whatever you want, I don't care. All right. So she (laughs) must've been at wit's ends with these young men. And so I said, okay, not a problem. The first thing I do with these young boys is I grab them. I say, all right, let's talk, you know, learn their names, things like that, things they like. But guess what? Their fear is just in the way. They can't even focus on the conversation. They're literally in fear. Oh, my goodness, I'm in the water. I don't know what's going to happen with the stranger. Right? I understand. So I'm just trying to have a conversation. I'm not trying to swim at this moment. They're afraid of swimming. They're not afraid of the water because I saw them fooling around in the water earlier. They just won't walk up to a pool if they're afraid of the water, all right? They don't have that fear. They have a fear of swimming. When they heard swimming, they lost it. When they heard they were going to play in the pool, they loved it. As long as they can stay in the shallow end where they can stand up, they have full control, right? So either way, we are just going into the deep end now, into the middle of the pool. And so they can't stand anymore. And I'm literally just trying to have a conversation. And they're just yelling, 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 yelling. I learned this from my boss at the time. I'm holding them. I don't have to hold them. So they're over there. I'm their savior. I'm literally the only person keeping them from being under the water. So the moment they want to struggle and fight, I said, well, if you want to go, you can leave. So they try to leave. They're in the middle of the pool and they don't know how to swim. They're going straight down to the bottom. I have to go rescue them. So I pick them up. I go, what are you doing? If you want to leave, leave. I can't. Well, why can't you? I don't know how to swim. Why don't you know how to swim? Because I was like, why? And they're thinking, they're thinking, they're thinking of an excuse. I'm thinking of an excuse. What can I do? What can I say? There's none. So we made a rule. There's no crying in the pool with me. You can cry outside of the pool, cry at school, in the playground. But when you come in the pool, there's no crying. And the consequence, if they cried, was we were going to go do the lesson in the deep end. So they said, fair, right? Subconscious mind, right? That sounds fair. We can be in the shallow end where we like and where we feel comfortable, and we're going to learn there. And that's what we did. So the next lesson came. One boy came. I'm ready. I'm ready, Mike. I said, okay. One boy started crying. I said, do you know the rules that we created? And he says, yes. I said, so what's going to happen now? He's like, I'm going to go in the deep end, right? I was like, yep, you got that right. So we went in the deep end, literally like for 30 seconds. After the 30 seconds, I bring him up and I say, you know what? Let's go back in the shallow end. And then the other boy was on the brink of tears, but he wasn't. So I said, listen, we can either do it the hard way or the easy way. Today, you chose to do it the hard way. Are you going to do it the hard way again the next time? He goes, no. Subconscious mind, right? He had a moment where he thought like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to cry. But there's consequences. The other boy and the brother, they must have had a conversation. All right, we're not going to cry. Next lesson that came, they were confident. We learned. Trust. I didn't bring him in the deep end. We stayed in the shallow end. And then slowly we went a little bit deeper every single lesson. And then I say, well, what are you talking about? It's the same as swimming over there, not touching the bottom of the pool over there. And I'm, plus, I'm going to catch you. And we start with one finger. We start with one hand. And we start to move and we start to progress. That is progress. And eventually, long story short, the boys started to swim. They left their comfort zone, but they learned how to swim. They went through that fear. They learned how to swim. They became learners and then they had tremendous growth. We all have that ability. We all have that chance to be more than what we are today. It's just sometimes we give ourselves a thought process. I'm going to stay exactly where I am. I feel comfortable here. But the problem with being comfortable is that it's not your fullest potential. We want you to get to your fullest potential. We want you to get into that growth zone. How do we get there? And for some people, it's going to be a big process, but for some people, it's just going to be small modifications, small adjustments. I recommend you do not go that journey alone. You get yourself a coach, you get yourself a guide, you get yourself a mentor that's going to help you along that way. Just as I help other clients and even all the kids I've worked with throughout my career, we all have that power. We all have that ability to shine, to reach more, to strive for more to look at failure and to see through it rather than in it, we can make some big changes in our life. And it starts with getting out of our comfort zone. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me, coachingincessionatgmail.com. And I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching and Session. Until then, everyone take care.